Well, it's another chilly Saskatchewan day. Temperatures, well, chilly. <laughs> that extreme cold warning is uh, is in effect for chunks of the province today. It is it is going to warm up. I know I'm sounding like a broken record. I know I've promised you that since Monday. I don't know what to tell you. Every day we come to work, Environment Canada seems to prolong it. It's that dangling carrot that we just can't seem to grab onto. But by the weekend, it's it's a break in this extreme cold. And by next week, those temperatures look darn nice, actually. So let's hope. By the way, we just heard the uh, teachers have called a press conference for 1 o'clock today. So speculation will likely end as of 1 o'clock as to what's going to happen on Monday. Is it going to be further striking? Is it going to be rotating strikes? Will it be job action, a withdrawal of service? Maybe they're not going to do extracurricular. Maybe they're not doing lunch hour supervision. Could be a, a bunch of different things. We'll find out. Samantha Beacott, president of the STF, will be doing this live. And, of course, our newsroom is completely following this, and uh, they will bring you the breaking news as soon as it happens. Well, back in November, the government of Saskatchewan made an announcement that you might have heard of and maybe didn't even think too deeply about it. The announcement was that the small claims limit, the amount of money that you can win if you sue someone, basically in small claims court, was going to increase to $50,000. Previously, it was 30000 So someone who goes to small claims court over a dispute sues someone that they can now win up to $50,000 if the decision on the case is in their favor. Now, maybe you think, so what? Does that, maybe it won't even affect me? That's possible. But small claims court is a very interesting sphere. It can serve a lot of purposes. It helps people get justice without actually having to become entangled in the system with a long drawn out trial and lawyers involved. So we wanted to check in with someone that could give us some perspective on this this morning and what this looks like. Carly Romano is joining us. She's the executive director and staff lawyer for Pro Bono Law Saskatchewan. Carly, thanks so much for taking our call this morning. Thanks for having me. So do you see this as a positive move? Absolutely. I think the increase to uh, allow more claims to flow through small claims um, is a big service to the public. Small claims court is a really accessible way of being able to um, have your day in court. There's lots of support. Um, and it's an easier and quicker process for people that don't have lawyers. So uh, help me with that, Carly. How how so? Explain how small claims court fits into what I'll call like the bigger picture of the court and the justice system. Mm-hmm. So in Saskatchewan, we have the Court of King's Bench, which is kind of the catch-all court for all things that are civil, so all things that are not specifically criminal law issues. Um They have carved out in our legislation some things that can go to small claims court. And the idea is to get people out of long court processes, um, to give more assistance to people that don't have access to a lawyer, and to deal with kind of smaller things in a quicker uh, process. The small claims court can deal with a lot of things, um, anything really under the civil um, realm of law and there's more support from the courts, so they'll help you to um, get the right court forms, how to fill out the forms, so we'll review your form. Um, there's a quicker, there's less steps in the process to be able to get in front of a judge. Um, there's a mediation process that can help to try and settle the issues. And generally speaking, the timelines are quicker to get a final judgment. Carly Romano is my guest this morning, Executive Director and Staff Lawyer for Pro Bono Law Saskatchewan, and we're talking about the increase that was recently approved 
to the amount of money that you could win if successful at small claims court. So, you know, I, I'm an old cop. I dealt with the legal system mostly through the criminal justice system. Is there an interplay, Carly, between, you know, someone who is going through a criminal trial and then if found guilty or even just being accused of something is facing something parallel on the civil side? Do we see that happen very often? Um, not often. Uh, lots of times um, issues with criminal. So sometimes it might be um, you get charged with something, say a theft or a break and entry. There's some property damage that might come through that. Generally speaking, the criminal law court can um, help the victim of that crime to be able to get some compensation to deal with property damage. Um, so there, there isn't a ton uh, of interplay with that. But um, small claims court, you know, you can deal with a, a lot of issues under that. And generally speaking, now that there's an increase in the amount, um, more things will be eligible to go through small claims. Um, so that's always a good thing from my perspective. So we have we have assistance. We have a program set up, legal aid in Saskatchewan for for those that are going through the criminal system. Is is that essentially the role you fill on the civil side of things? Yeah. So in Saskatchewan, legal aid is government funded, um, and they'll provide assistance for people with low income that are charged with a criminal offense that might result in jail time. And they'll help with some family law um, um, issues, not all of them, though. So everything else is not covered. You're not going to get provided a government lawyer um, if you have a legal issue in anything in the civil civil realm. realm. So you have an issue with your landlord, you get unjustly dismissed, you have a human rights complaint, you're dealing with the wills and estates issues, any of those those stuff. uh, If you're low income, you're not going to get assistance. So. Um, pro bono law Saskatchewan. We're a nonprofit. We're not funded by the government. And we try to fill that gap with getting people access to legal advice that would not otherwise be able to um, talk to a lawyer about their legal issue. Carly Romano is my guest, executive director of pro bono law Saskatchewan. So I'm curious, the civil, the whole civil route of, of things, justice, the justice system is often criticized for leaving people feeling as if they weren't heard they didn't get the the you know the what they were looking for they're unfulfilled with the the resolution or the outcome that comes from it do we see on the on the civil side of things small claims court is that an area where people walk away feeling better about the outcomes generally speaking what we hear from clients is yes that the process isn't so complicated um, I think a lot of the frustration from clients is that they don't understand what's going on in the civil um, justice system. And that's fair. Court of King's Bench has a huge book of rules. It's quite complicated. You can get really, um, you know, caught up in it and, and not really get any resolution. So small claims court is known to be a quicker process. It's more hands-on. Um, there's more explanation. There's more time given to people without um, lawyers so that you can fully understand what's happening. You get in front of a judge quicker to be able to kind of chat things out with the court and with um, your opposing party. There's a mediation process um, where, again, you're allowed to sit down with the opposing party in a court um, to be able to try and talk it out. So lots of times, um, even if the decision doesn't go for the person that brings the suit, people find it's more satisfying because they got time and the ability to uh, feel like they're heard by the court and from the opposing party and to actually understand what's going on in the process. This rise to $50,000 from the $30,000 that it was previously previously set at, 
must have have fallen in front of the government for a reason. Why was this in their in their window of of things to do? Do you know what caused this? I don't know particularly. I know that access to justice is always a burning concern for um, our government. Um, legal issues happen all the time, and um, the ability to actually get a resolution from the court is not always a reality for people. And so, um, despite the fact that you know it's not always a hot and fun topic to talk about, it's not always in the political sphere. Um, being able to go to court and get a resolution is a really practical thing that um, is needed in our society. So I'm glad that the government turned their um, head towards this and thought about this. And I think this increase will make an impact for the Saskatchewan public. Executive Director of Pro Bono Law, Saskatchewan, Carly Romano. How do we compare to other jurisdictions on this? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head, um, but I I think this increase is putting us up at one of the higher um, limits um, across Canada. so that's that's good. Um, our small claims court right now, I can't say enough about it. The staff are awesome. The judges are awesome. Um, it is a really, you know, again, you're still going through court. It's not always pleasant, but it's definitely a, a much um, better experience, I think, for the public than um, the larger Court of King's bench experience, which can be quite complicated. Before I let you go, I'm curious, you know, often we we look at, at penalties, and again, I'm, I'm relating it back to my old job, but let's use uh, using a cell phone while you're driving your car. They've they've jacked those prices up now so that there's there's a significant penalty if you're caught doing wrong, right? 580 bucks, okay. I think it costs you now if you've uh, got caught using your cell phone while you're driving a car. Does this rise in the compensable amount up to $50,000. Do you think it changes anything for people in terms of that that threat of a greater penalty? Like it can, like lots of the issues that um, are going before the court are, are whether or not um, what you're asking the court to order at the end of the day would fit under that $50,000. So in small claims court, you see a lot of like disputes over things purchased um, use. So you purchase a used car, you purchase something off of Facebook Marketplace or something along the lines of that. Sometimes with cars, if the value is worth more than $30,000, you wouldn't be able to go to small claims court. And so you'd have to go to the Court of King's bench. Um, you know, increasing that amount, uh, I, I think I think it just makes it more, more things are eligible to go through that court process. Um, when the, the claims amount was around $30,000 and say you had something for $40,000, some people wouldn't even bring it to, to um, court then at all because if it's not eligible for small claims and you have to go to the, to the Court of King's bench, it might be too complicated to pursue um, without a lawyer. And if you can't afford a lawyer um, or if that lawyer's fees are going to dig into the amount that you might actually win at the end of the day, it might not make sense to take it to court. So the increase is good in that um, it makes it um, more accessible to go to court and actually have your day instead of making a financial decision at the end of the day to say, well, I'm going to be out $35,000 and there's nothing really I can do about it. Mm-hmm. Carly, this has been a really good talk. Thanks for carving some time out to chat today. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's Carly Romano, the executive director and staff lawyer of Pro Bono Law in Saskatchewan, talking about the fact the government of Saskatchewan has made the announcement, small claims court limit. The amount you can win is now $50,000. So they've they've upped that limit from 30000 where it was before and no doubt we're going to see some some impact of that in our province as well. Well, we've been following this story all morning. Uh, Lara Fominoff, who's uh, one of our senior reporters, has been working on this and breaking this uh, 
this basically exclusive story regarding vital, sorry, vital minerals. So this is the one you remember that we had. It was about a year ago, actually, that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau snuck into Saskatoon. And I say snuck into Saskatoon because no one knew he was coming for this announcement, including the Premier. You remember this? Vital Metals did the announcement, and Justin Trudeau was there. Charlie Clark, the mayor of Saskatoon, was there talking about this new company that is going to be doing some mining and and basically working in the area of vital metals um, and vital minerals, sorry, in our province. But the premier wasn't invited. You, you remember that? Well, just as quietly as the prime minister made his way into Saskatoon, the company has gone bankrupt. Well, they've stopped... They've stopped their Saskatoon operation. The company is still operating in other parts, but they've basically thrown all of their equipment up on the auction block. And again, this happened fairly quietly. There was a couple of small articles, but not a lot of, of news talk about this. And Lara Fominoff has been working on it. So, you know, I like to poke my head out of the booth every once in a while into the newsroom and say, hey, why don't you come in and chat about this? So coming up at 1130, Lara Fominoff will join me on this exclusive report that she's working on. And uh, we'll dig into this and find out what happened. Why did this happen? And, and what does that mean for our province going forward, you know, in this specific area of mining? That's coming up in a bit on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. <laughs> Oh, we've just heard from the STF that they are calling a news conference for 1 o'clock today. 1 p.m. We'll find out what is going to happen on Monday. They gave us notice yesterday that they would be taking further job action. No indication exactly what it would be. Today at 1 o'clock, we'll find out. Our newsroom is on top of it. They will be, of course, following this closely and then giving immediate up-to-date results so you can uh, keep it locked right here and as always our newsroom will do a great job of keeping you up to date on what is happening in and around the community and your province speaking of that we had the premier on this morning scott moe joined me for a good chat this morning on this whole education and teachers situation i started off by talking about the the math scores the reading scores you know that report that pisa report that came out that showed that Saskatchewan students are lagging behind almost the rest of the country when it comes to math and reading scores. Not flattering for us. Lots of people speculating, and we've been talking about it all week, lots of people speculating on where the blame lies. I suggested to the Premier that some people are putting it squarely at his feet, saying since he's been Premier and since this you know, government has been governing the province of Saskatchewan, we've seen some declines. I think it's likely more than just the premier and government, but they have a role to play in this. And that was, that was the question I asked, what level of responsibility do you and the government take when it comes to the state of education in Saskatchewan? Well, I I think the, the, the opposition is going to do what the, the opposition uh, is is there to do, which is to uh, oppose. But what what I would say is uh, this is, this really speaks to the very discussion that we're having right now with our, our education sector and, and, and understanding there's a number of partners that need to be part of this discussion. Uh, our teachers need to be part of the discussion on uh, the outcomes that our K-12 system is providing. Our, our locally elected division boards uh, need to be part of this discussion. There's education assistance, I think, as well as parents, whether that be through our school community councils or uh, parents reaching out and, and, and uh, 
you know, guiding their, their locally elected divisional boards uh, along the way as well. And so the provincial government certainly, I, I think, is the fulcrum on, on where that discussion can happen on, on you know, what changes might, might we be able to make to uh, improve uh, our children's results and improve our children's opportunities. The PISA scores is one benchmark that we have uh, to compare Saskatchewan students, our kids, to other Canadian students and, and internationally as well. And I would say as the whole Canada uh, doesn't do too badly um, on the PISA scores, but we have some work to do in this province. And I would say that maybe this is the time for us to look at, uh, you know, both sides of that K-12 system. Look at, you know, how ready are our students uh, to enter the workforce directly, to enter our post-secondary institutions? And then also looking at, uh, you know, how ready are our teachers uh, to enter uh, the education system that I think all, all of us can agree is, is uh, you know, increasingly dynamic and, and changing. Uh, you know, the school system today is, is quite a bit different than uh, maybe when you and I went, Evan, uh, a number of years ago. We don't have to say uh, so m- how many years ago. And I think this is one thing that the provincial education plan that was uh, just released, uh, I think, back in November, if I'm not mistaken, starts to uh, lead uh, on this discussion from the provincial government's perspective and tries to bring all of those partners uh, to the table. That might be delayed just a little bit as we find our way through a, a bargaining, uh, find our way to a bargaining agreement with uh, the largest, uh, um, the, the largest uh, bargaining group that we have, our teachers, uh, right now. Uh, but the provincial education plan, I think, largely supports um, that discussion on how are we going to continually improve uh, our outcomes. And that's what it's about, is improving our outcomes and our opportunities for our kids. That was Premier Scott Moe this morning. If you want to listen to the whole half-an-hour conversation we had, you can uh, check it out on the website. You can go to wherever you grab your podcasts. Uh, clips of this show are always available for you to go back and listen if you missed part of it. Uh, you want to hear what the Premier had to say. I mean, you could do that any day. I mean, we've we've had STF President Samantha Beacott was on early this week. We had the Minister of Education. We had the uh, NDP Education Critic on. We, we've had a lot of people on. And you have weighed into this as well. And tomorrow morning, there will be more opportunities. The phone lines will be open for you. We'll talk more about education. And, of course, tomorrow morning, we will know what the teachers will be doing on Monday. Again, that press conference is set for 1 o'clock today. And uh, our newsroom will follow that give you information as we get it and let you know what the next step is in the teacher strike. Coming up in a second, we are going to check in with Lara Fominoff from our newsroom, one of our senior reporters. She's been working exclusively on this story that we are bringing you regarding Vital Metals. This is the company, a big announcement was made with the federal government about a year ago, and now all of a sudden there's padlocks on the doors. They've walked away from the Saskatoon operation. What happened? And what does this mean for the province? Laura Fominoff joins me and answers those questions and a few more when we come back on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.